listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. What's up, Lakers fans? Welcome to a new episode recording this just after your Los Angeles Lakers get a 114-108 win over the Denver Nuggets in Game 4 of the West Finals. Lakers now up 3-1. to one. I know they're up 3-1. to one. I mean, what else could it be? 2-2 two, two, or it could be a sweep. But let's be honest, this series has been awesome so far. The Nuggets have been, have been sticking with them. Uh, we're going to jump into all that. First, of course, subscribe to our Silver Screen and Roll podcast network. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. And, of course, go to silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers needs. Harrison, Christian, Sabrina, and the entire crew over there keeping you updated daily. Joining me for this episode, Jacob Rude. Jacob, you couldn't sit down during the end of the game. How tense are you? You feel a little bit better now? Oh, buddy, I need – that was – I tweeted it close to the end of the game. That took 10 years off of me tonight. That was <laughs> – that felt like a really important game because um, a 3-1 series has an entirely different feel than a 2-2 series, and I did not want to have basically a 2-2 series and a three-game, like, mini series at that point. But, man, what a win tonight. Yeah, that was uh, – you know, it was a game where the Lakers – kind of kept them at bay the entire time. You know what I mean? I mean, they got it down to three there. They were, they were coming back, especially towards the, the end of the game and, and trying to make a run. But, you know, the Lakers managed to keep them at bay. And I actually was going to say this anyways, and I'm glad because I just saw Ramona Schoburn tweet it. It's like, no, it's not witty to tweet that Denver has them right where they want them, okay? This is not the Utah Jazz. This is not the championship-less Clippers. This is the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? Uh, that is going to – I don't think it's going to happen. I said this last week when I was on with, with Anthony Irwin. I said – I just don't see the Nuggets being able to beat them four to seven times. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what I mean? And, you know, to me, watching this series, yeah, the Nuggets might take game number, game number five and, and take it to six. But do you, did you feel coming into the series at all that the Lakers would have, would have issues beating the Nuggets? Or were you pretty confident that they were going to win the series? They might have some, you know, troubling games like they have, you know, this one and, and the last one. But do, were you confident in, like coming into it that, all right, the Lakers are going to be able to pull this one off? I predicted them in six, and I said at the time, I think it was on last week's pod, that uh, I was leaning more towards Lakers in five than anything else. So I was confident, but I tried to come into this with with some respect to the Nuggets, especially after what they did to the Clippers. And even then, I think I might have not had enough respect for them. This is – damn, this team fights so hard, this Nuggets team. They are – I mean, I know it's all the cliches. I know they come back from 3-1 down, and everybody's talked about how resilient and whatnot they are. But, man, I don't think it can be said enough. This team just does not get up or give up. You talked about the Lakers kind of keeping them at bay, but it seemed like every time the Lakers would push it to a 10, I think they got it to a 12-point lead, the Nuggets would answer with five or seven straight points and close the the deficit right back up. And... um, Really, until that fourth quarter, it didn't feel like there was much separation. Down the stretch, I thought the Lakers, you could tell that they were the veteran team, uh, whereas the Nuggets had some young guys. LeBron drew a couple fouls that um, on on some of the younger players. And really, the offensive rebounding, too. Rondo crashed the, the glass on that one. Nobody boxed him out. Stuff like that is what separated the Lakers tonight. Um to really gut out that win in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the offensive rebounding was was huge. AD had that big one, and then after that, Rondo Rondo had another one. And and you look at that. I mean, I think the second chance points were, were the Lakers at twenty five, I, I believe, in this one, and and that kind of was was a difference in the game. They they kept um, they kept the the Nuggets, you know, they, 
off the defensive glass. Anytime you get 12, you know, 12 offensive rebounds in a game, uh, it's going to be tough to lose. And it's interesting because you're, you know, you're talking about the Nuggets are resilient and I, I really like watching them play. I think Jamal Murray is awesome. You know what I mean? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's a Canadian too. So shout out to Jamal Murray, right? We're fellow Canucks. <laughs> so we've got to like him, but um, like the Nuggets, uh, okay. Like Millsap's a nice piece. Grant's a nice piece. Harris is a nice, you know, they got some good, but Michael Porter Jr. Is going to be very good. I think in a couple of years, but I ultimately think they were just lacking that. And in the NBA, when you look at it historically, you know, there's the, the teams with the best players win. And that's just how it is. You know what I mean? We saw that with the Warriors. You saw that with the Heat when, when LeBron was there. Um, you know, the Spurs, maybe I would say that that 2014 championship team where uh, Tim Duncan was at the end of his career, you know, Tony Parker managed it obliquely. They were all up there as well. They had a, a younger Kawhi at that point too. Um, but that was kind of the last, maybe I would say, really team that didn't have a standout superstar um, and I'm not saying Tim Duncan wasn't a superstar. I'm just mean he wasn't at this at his complete prime. But when you look at at the Lakers team, you got AD and LeBron. And then coming into this, that that was the part that I was like, the Nuggets might be able to steal one, maybe two games, but they're not coming back against this this Lakers team. Like, do you do you think there's well, what percentage would you give the Nuggets of a chance of coming back to beat the Lakers like they have against the the Jazz and and the Clippers? I don't want to say zero percent, but I would be absolutely stunned if this Lakers team lost three straight games uh this is not I mean I'll continue to give barbs at the Clippers this is not a mentally weak team um I wouldn't be stunned if they come out and win game five but uh I think the Lakers wrap this up in one of the next two games they this series kind of reminds me um back in oh I'm trying to think of what year it was. Oh, nine, I think, when the Lakers played the Thunder, that young Thunder team. Yeah. Um, that the Lakers won in six. And you could kind of tell that Thunder team was about to take the next step. Um, and they did a couple years later. This kind of has a similar feel. This is a, a veteran-laden Lakers team. Um, got a couple guys they can rely on. LeBron and AD was incredible in that first half. Um, LeBron was really good in the fourth, I thought. And the Nuggets, they have these young pieces that are going to have their moments. Um, but when it got down to winning time, I mean, the, I think one of the most impressive things for me tonight, LeBron stepping up on Jamal Murray and saying, nah, I got him, and multiple possessions in a row shut him down. Um, I love seeing that from LeBron tonight. The, I think there were two or three possessions in a row where they ran the ball screen and LeBron just timed it up right and – contested him at the rim, forced really tough shots to force uh, force misses. The Lakers defensively just locked down um, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, and I thought that was a big difference. Yeah, and that's where they – that's their bread and butter. You know, this team, I know they've given up, you know, quite a few points in, in, in certain games, but, I mean, you saw that against Houston over the last four where they just took their defense to another level, and I think that's where the Lakers have, have – have, really looked better I mean you're not going to do it for 48 minutes it's just impossible but you know for the stretches that they're taking control of the game they're allowing they're getting their half court defense set which isn't allowing the Nuggets to kind of get a quick shot off or Murray to come up and and shoot a quick pull up they're getting their half court defense set which is enabling them to get out and and run and get some easy points off of that too so I I I agree with you man like I, I look at this Nuggets team Jamal Murray's 23 uh Joker's 25 they're gonna they're gonna be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with over the next, you know, two or three years. But I do think they're missing one player. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like a bona fide NBA guy that you can get out there um, and you, you're confident that he's going to be able to score 
15 to 20 points every game. And I just think that they're missing that yet right now. I think that, you know, they might be able to find that, whether that's through free agency or through a trade, but um, they're just not. And again, I'm not disrespecting Nuggets. I think they're a very good team. I, I just don't think they were, they're at the level yet like the Lakers are. And like you mentioned, that might be an issue of maturity um, and experience, but I just didn't see them being too much of a threat. I thought the team that was going to give the Lakers the most, the most trouble, and I think everybody did in the West, was, was the Clippers. And then you saw how it kind of broke for them with the Lakers, with the Clippers part of me losing, with the Miami Bucks losing. Then you kind of looked at it and said, okay, you know, this is the Lakers title to lose ultimately. And, and, and you're right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that Denver has no chance, but I would maybe give them a five, five to 5% chance maybe of coming back from 3-1. I think one of the talking about kind of the young and inexperience of the Nuggets, it's hard to say that when they've had four consecutive seven game series, but the Western Conference Finals is kind of a different beast, especially against this Lakers team. Um, But late in the game, like I said, LeBron was kind of methodically finding the mismatch and either drawing the foul or the Lakers were grabbing the offensive rebound. It was a very methodical approach they had offensively, whereas I think there was about 20, 20, 23 seconds left, something like that. The Nuggets inbounded the ball. They were only down six. Jokic catches it in the corner and just turns and throws up a three-pointer that LeBron was right there. It wasn't even close. And I remember thinking, why are you doing that now? You have so much time still. Ultimately, Paul Millsap grabbed the rebound and got fouled, so it kind of worked, but those are the types of plays that separate these two teams right now. Um, just so many big performances tonight. KCP hit some massive shots um, tonight. I thought he played really well. He he had 13 points. Uh, he was three of nine from three, but they were three really big threes. And, I mean, we have to mention Dwight Howard, too. That was yeah. an incredible first quarter. Yeah, that was a good good read by by Vogel. He looked at that and he said, all right, you know what? Like, Jokic isn't – the same when Dwight Howard's guarding him. And I find that when you look historically, even at at the NBA and even at the college level, if you put big, tall athletic guys on slower big guys, it tends to be a problem. Like the athleticism that Dwight Howard has, um, and I'm not saying JaVale McGee doesn't have athleticism. I I would say that Dwight Howard, even though no disrespect to him, I don't think he's maybe the sharpest knife in the drawer when it comes to intellect, (laughs) but I think he's a little bit smarter than uh, JaVale McGee. So he's able to kind of understand how to neutralize Jokic. That was a great call. Uh, by Vogel. Just an interesting stat online as well. Um, this is on ESPN Stats and Info, according to Elias Sports. Lakers 18-1 and this season when Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined for 60 points. That's including the playoffs as well. So your big boys are getting it done for you. And like you mentioned, you know, you're, you, you talked about KCP hitting shots. I think that's it's it was almost a weakness at points that you can tell when the Lakers lost in the regular season that it was 80 and LeBron combining for 50, 55, 60 points. Well, obviously not 60 because they didn't lose that often as, as of the stats I just mentioned. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they're combining for 50-55, but then no one else was in double figures. And we would see that. But this is how kind of the Lakers roster is built, right? Like, you don't know which guy is going to come in and have, uh, have a decent game. Like you mentioned, KCP. You look at KCP, Dwight, uh, Kuzma, and Rondo combined for 46 amongst them. You know what I mean? And so if for the Lakers, it's like you're going to have these – you have to have – and everybody I thought in the beginning of the season was like – Yo, Kuz is going to be the guy to step up. Uh, he's going to be the guy to to hit the you know get you know put up 15, 16 a game and be kind of the the third wheel behind AD and LeBron. I don't I don't think he's done that on a consistent basis. But again, he's done it enough where the games he's not going, a guy like KCP, a guy like Danny Green, a guy like Rondo now in the playoffs are able to step up and do that. So when you're watching like Frank Vogel 
doing his thing. And what, what, is your, what is your analysis of how he's performed as a coach so far in the playoffs? Because I love the adjustments he's made. Yeah, he's been incredible. I, I've said this many times. I can't believe how the Lakers basically fell backwards into getting a coach like Vogel. He was their third choice last offseason. Um, and he has been incredible. He did even some – I mean, we, we talked about starting Dwight, which – I don't think it's a coincidence that the Lakers out-rebounded Denver 41-33 tonight uh, on a night when Dwight starts versus game uh, three. They were out-rebounded 44-25. to So yeah. that was a, a big adjustment. I also don't think it's a coincidence that it never felt like Jokic got much of a rhythm tonight. Um, I think when JaVale start – or when JaVale was starting, Jokic could – get into a bit more of a rhythm early on, and then you're kind of screwed. I mean, we saw it with Jamal Murray tonight. He was on fire in the first quarter and just never seemed to miss the rest of the night. Tonight, Dwight really – I mean, he's he's done well for the large part of the series on Jokic, and Jokic finishes – it was 16.7 rebounds, four assists, six of 13. He was in foul trouble at the end of the game. Um, I don't think either of those things are coincidences um, tonight when Dwight start or with Dwight starting, but even just subtle adjustments in the game. Uh, he's, he's been really good all season about kind of riding the hot hand, um, which kind of goes to your point about the Lakers not really having one set third guy. Um, it's really whoever, whoever is playing well that night. Um, it gets the nod at the end of the game. And I, I like the lineup they closed with tonight with Markeith at the four and AD at the five. Um, Keith played really well, too, down the stretch. He didn't. He only scored two points, um, but he was a plus five in 17 minutes. He played really well. I, Vogel has been incredible. I mean, I can't get over how good he's been, how well he's connected with LeBron and AD, um, how well he's adjusted. The Lakers have played so well every – Every time this postseason, after a loss, um, you can see they they make the adjustments and they come back every time after a loss and play really well, which I think is a huge credit to the coaching staff. Yeah, it's 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 funny because you look back at where Frank Vogel was. Everybody's like, he's like the fourth choice. You know what I mean? Well, this is not the this is not the right move, mind you. We're all joking that LeBron was is the coach of the of the Lakers, anyways, right? Um, but we were joking that Jason Kidd was going to be the coach of yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because we were like, oh, you know, Vogel better better watch over his shoulder. Um, let's jump deeper into that. But we'll do that after a short break. All right, and we are back. Uh, we were talking about Vogel before the break and how, you know, everybody thought, oh, man, you know, Jason Kidd's going to be behind him, so he better be looking over his shoulder. And, you know, Frank Vogel didn't do much in Orlando, uh, had a messy end to his tenure in, in Indiana with the Pacers. Yeah, like you mentioned, I love the fact that he's willing to change things up. It's not often you see a coach, especially after game three of a series, yeah, the Lakers lost, but he said, you know what, screw this. We're going to put Dwight Howard in the game. You know what I mean? And we're going to start him and, and we're going to bring JaVale out. Like, to me, he's made a lot of ballsy moves and, and they've paid off. And, and you alluded to the fact that, they've they've ran kind of he's went with a hot hand and and I think that's been hard for for other coaches to really try and and game plan for the Lakers because you don't know which guy is going to do it against you and and when you look at the the bench guys you know Morris has had a couple of nice games Uh, we've mentioned you know playoff Rondo's in in full effect it's a well I don't want to say full effect maybe like what 40 percent effect where he plays good yeah a couple of times and goes (laughs) (laughs) um what would you which guy are you impressed with the most outside of uh, AD and LeBron 
I continue to be impressed by Dwight. I know we talked about him um, accepting his role. I thought he did way better tonight. And, I mean, I think they said the coaches talked to him about kind of cutting down on the antics with Jokic and just playing. Um, he didn't get in foul trouble. That's what That was my main worry when they started him was that he was going to come out all crazy, get three fouls in the first quarter, and then the Lakers are in trouble the rest of the way. Um, he's been huge. Uh, KCP we mentioned. Caruso, I mean, he never scores really, but the fact that he can play minute – he was playing in the fourth quarter. They put him in in the fourth quarter uh, late in the game. And the fact that he can play those minutes, considering where he was even just last season, um, is incredible. There's just so many guys – it, it speaks volumes to this team. You mentioned how Vogel will make those adjustments in game uh, or from game to game even, which, I mean, it, it takes a lot as a coach to admit. I don't want to necessarily say admit a mistake, but change your plan from game to game. Um, it also takes a lot from the players to buy in um, to those changes from a game to game basis. And every one of the guys has stayed ready. The Lakers are still playing 10 deep at this point in the postseason, which is rare. Um, but the fact that they're still able to do it is a testament to how much these guys have bought in. This is such a fun team to root for, man. The way this team fights for one another and just the, the chemistry and the camaraderie they have, this is just such a fun team to root for, even if they do take 10 years off my life on a night-to-night basis at this point. Oh, come on, Jacob. You're, okay, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out for this right now. You're, are you worried that they, they're, they're not going to pull this off? Because to me, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to jinx it, uh, this is their title to lose, don't you think? Title? Uh, I haven't really thought too much about how they'd match up. I guess it's going to be with Miami. Yeah. Uh, this is 100% their spot in the finals to lose. Uh, they match up well with Miami. They matched up well in the during the season with them, but I know Miami's one a lot smaller. Um, they should be the favorites unless you're 538, which I think still has the heat as like a 70% favorite to win the title or something. This is – I would be pretty surprised at this point if the Lakers don't win a title. There's very few things I'm worried about with this team. I'm still kind of – I don't know what's going on with LeBron's shot right now. Yeah. Um it's it's in a really funky spot. He doesn't seem trusted either, but um he got to the line and knocked down a bunch of free throws late, so maybe that'll help fix it. I'm if if my biggest worry about this team is LeBron, then I think we're probably in a pretty good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to you're going to be in okay. Okay, shape. I mean, he's shooting the ball pretty well this series except for today. I mean, he's been over 50% uh pretty much every game except for for tonight he shot 38.9%, but yeah, I mean Again, and it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like I was, I was talking to, I was hopping on a on a podcast earlier today, and these guys were asking me about the uh, about the Lakers, and and you know, am I concerned or you know, you know that the the Nuggets can you know pull it off tonight? And I was just like, no, you know, and, and I'm saying that from a point of view of, you know, yeah, the the Lakers looked off last game. It's like, dude, these guys are stuck in Orlando. They're haven't gone anywhere. They're playing every second day. They're going to have some bad games. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to ball out. And you look at that fourth quarter from, from game three, how they, they took it to the nuggets. I mean, they almost pulled off a a crazy comeback there. Um, You know, and I'm with you on that too. Like, I just don't see in the NBA, you win with stars, right? And we've, you know, I talked to touch on this a little bit earlier. You're going to win with your best players. And if you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, definitely two of the top, 
you know, maybe seven or eight, you know, 10 guys, you can say, arguably, I, I would say for sure, but people can argue their point on two of the top five. Um, yeah. Hard to beat them, man. Hard to, hard to beat them four out of seven times. And, and, you know, unless Jamal Murray goes off for 50 points a game for the next three, like this series is a wrap. And then you look, you know, you look going forward and, um, you know, if, if they do match up with the Celtics, pull off the improbable comeback or the Heat, um, you know, finish the job, whether that's, that's in game five or game six. Again, like to me, I, none of those guys' teams have anything that really scares me. This, could Miami make it interesting in terms of, yeah, Jimmy Butler's very good. Bam Adebayo will, will have Anthony Davis's hands full if, if that's how Vogel decides to match him up. But that's the point I'm coming from, man. Like, I don't really see uh, these teams being able to match up with the high-end talent that the Lakers have. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, because they're, LeBron and AD at this point are the two best players left in the playoffs. Um, so they're going to go into any matchup with the two best players, whoever it is. And the deep, like you said, the deeper we go into these playoffs, the more it becomes who has the best players. Um, at some point, we keep assuming LeBron's going to go into a supernova mode. Um, so there's still multiple gears he has left. And on top of that, you have a bunch of guys that have finals experience. Rondo does, Dwight does, Danny Green does, JaVale does, um, on top of LeBron, obviously. And it doesn't seem like AD's been phased in the least bit um, by any of these bright lights. He he seems like he's been waiting for this moment for his whole career. I mean, does did you or are you worried at all about his ankle? You know what? I think it's going to get worse tomorrow. Uh, like it happens with ankle yeah. injuries. I, I think he might be a little bit swollen and, and uh, well, definitely it'll be swollen, but I mean, I don't know. He, he was able to finish the game and he looked fine. I mean, he caught that alley-oop, came down. He was, you know, jogging, limping a little bit, but did you breathe a sigh of relief when they came back from the commercial and you saw that he was, he was taking the free throws? So at this point, I, I tried to word this as nicely because uh, I'm in a, or one of the group texts I'm in, everybody was like, oh no, and just kind of worried as nicely as i can say it ad has a way of reacting to injuries when they first happen in a very dramatic fashion yeah and usually they're not quite as bad as they seem at first so i ha i had i don't know how many games they played at this point 80 games of sample size to know not to panic right away and wait and see when we come back from commercial whether he went to the locker room or if he's back on the court once he was back on the court, I figured we were probably fine. And then, as you said, he caught that lob. He had a couple offensive rebounds. He looked fine defensively. It'll probably hurt quite a bit tomorrow, but uh, I I felt a lot better once he finished out that fourth quarter the way he did. So that would be really my only worry at this point, um, which it doesn't seem like much of a worry going into game five. Um, and as you said, this isn't the same – this is a different 3-1 series lead, um, so I, I'm pretty confident. I mean, the Nuggets aren't going to give up like the Rockets or Trailblazers did. The Lakers are going to have to are going to have to come out and execute. Which ultimately, is, this series was probably a really good thing for the Lakers um, because they were able to mostly cruise through the first two series. Yeah, they they get kind of knocked on their heels in Game One make the adjustment, and then it was done. There was no counter-adjustment. There was nothing. The Lakers were gone. They were flying off into the next round. This series hasn't been like that, even with the Lakers being up 3-1. There's been adjustments, 
counter adjustments, and I think the Lakers needed that um, because ultimately it seems like they're going to win this series and go into the finals. And um, if they had just cruised similarly into the finals, I'd be a little more worried. But this team has been tested, and they've answered the they answered the bell tonight. They continue to answer the bell. Um, that was a gritty a gritty performance tonight. Yeah, and it was it was kind of an ugly game. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, of fluidity to it. Like it was just it, it was it was herky jerky. There was you know stoppages, weird missed shots, and and they they pulled it off. And you're going to have to win some of these games when you're when you're on your way to a title. Uh, let let's wrap up with this. So you think it's over in five, or you think they're going to go they're going to go six or seven? What what's your ultimate prediction for this series? Um, I said six because I out of respect for Jokic and Murray. At this point, though. I mean, I'll go for it. I'll say in five. I mean, it seems like Denver's given their biggest punch. Um, that was probably game three. We saw tonight when – I mean, Murray and Jokic pretty much have to be playing at their best um, for the Nuggets to have a chance. And I think this team is probably worn down at this point, this Nuggets team. So I will go for it. I'm all in. I'll say the Lakers in five. Okay, I'm going to one-up you on this because I think they're going to win next game too, and I'm going to say this, and I mean it. I, I think the Lakers are going to kill them next game. I, I agree with you. I just think that it's – and I get it. And I, I'm going to mention this when I do the, the podcast write-up and, and tweet it out and stuff like that. No, this is not where Denver wanted them. No, this is not where the Nuggets feel comfortable. Uh, I think they're out of gas. I think they're – that, you know, it's, it's a mental thing too, and, and a lot of people forget that. It's like they, they're realizing they're looking across the way now. They see LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard I'd be scared of, but not playoff P, obviously, as we saw in that Clipper series. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take – I think the Lakers are going to win by, by – I'll say more than 15 next time. And the good part is nobody can rag on me because I'll forget about it by the time we do our pod again next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be that confident, but I do, think, I, do, I do think this one's done in five. And I think this is so many games they've played. And Jokic and Murray both – well, Jokic not as much, but uh, Murray played 45 minutes tonight. Um, Jokic still played 35. There are a lot of minutes on those legs at this point, and that's eventually going to catch up with them. And I keep saying this, but like I tweeted something about it tonight, but I was, at some point, Jamal Murray is going to stop making all of these ridiculous shots. Like that one he had tonight where he spun and shot it left handed as the shot clock was running out. I'm like, how do you even stop that? He keeps making them. At some point, I think he's eventually going to stop making them, but I tweeted then that. The Lakers might be watching from home in the watching the finals from home. That was before the game ended, but yeah, at some point, I, there has to be some sort of regression with Jamal Murray. But he's been incredible. But yeah, I I think the minutes are going to start catching up to this team, um, and I think yeah, I, I won't go as far as fifteen to twenty, but I could see something kind of like uh, one of the first two games where, or excuse me, game one where the Lakers were pretty comfortably in control for most of it. Yeah, and I, I just think that that's, that's gonna, what's going to happen here. And, I'm, again, I, I think the Nuggets are a very good team. I actually love watching them play. Uh, Jamal Murray is, is awesome. Jokic is awesome. I, I just think they're out of gas. I also think that they just don't have the high-end talent. That's what I'm saying. If they can get a third guy on that team that, that you know, in the, in the summer, it's not even going to be the summer. You know, we're saying summer like the it's, fall, it's a normal season. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The offseason, we'll call it. Um, whatever they're able to do, I, I think they're going to be a handful over the next few years. Uh, that does it for, for this episode. Like we mentioned, Lakers only one win away from getting back to the NBA Finals. Obviously, it'll be the first time since 
Kobe led them to a championship back in 2010. Don't forget, we're coming out with podcasts every single weekday. Uh, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher. You name it, we are there. And, of course, head to silverscreenandroll.com. All your Lakers needs covers there, stats, opinions, analysis, post-game stuff. Uh, we got it all for you there. That does it for this episode. Me and Jacob will be back with you guys next week. We'll talk to you then. 